Wow. No music. Thank you for the introduction, Eyal. Welcome, everyone. Good morning to you. Please help yourself to some coffee and some donuts to start your wonderful Wednesday. Ten minutes of meeting is sponsored by Jeffrey Gelbin, memory of Mashulam and David Shandel, Baz David, Avner Ben Avram, Hakohen. This morning's ten minutes are sponsored by Betty and Salman, maker and commemoration of, the mo- of her mother, Rivka Zabner, about Alter Chaim on her tenth Yurtzeit, Neshama Shadav, and Aliyah. We continue with the Ramchal, Rabbi Moshe Melchayim Lutzato has given us a formula for how to live our best selves, how to be the best version of ourselves, beginning with Zahiras, a life of mindfulness, a life of caution turning to a life of alacrity, turning to a life of discipline, a life of purity, and so on. We are on the midah of chasidus. We are on the trait or the attribute of piety. We've been describing, the Ramchal has been defining for us that piety, chasidus, is not about clothing that we wear or a nusach that we recite. Piety, rather, is about going above and beyond, not settling for good, but striving and aspiring to be great in every area and every arena of life. And he has defined us particularly in two. To be a great person, you have to be living with yira and ava. To be a great person, you have to be filled with a sense of awe. You have to be capable of getting goosebumps. You have to be capable of recoiling and stepping back and saying, wow, that's awesome. The world, the ribbonu shalolam, the magnificent details that he created, people, experiences, places the capacity, the humility to be able to say that's awesome, to be filled with yira is a prerequisite to chasidus. You can't practice piety if you can never feel a sense of awe. And the second was ava. You have to feel love. You have to feel warmth. You have to feel affection. Your life can't be entirely awe. It's debilitating. It's paralyzing. It's demoralizing. But it has to be combined with a healthy dose of ava, with a healthy dose of love. So now he defines in a Shlosh Advarma in the middle of Perikyu, test chapter 19. Shlosh Advarma Tsakhshay Stakal Adam is born in Hatev. There are three things that a person has to contemplate, a person has to think about. What does it mean? How do we do it? Everyone's scrambling, running, rushing. You wake up in the morning and you're already going, doing. We feel this immense pressure to produce. How do you have the space and the margin? How do you have the thoughtfulness to be able to stop and say, whoa, there's someone and something bigger than myself? This world didn't come to be by chance or by accident. My world, I am not the result of randomness or coincidence. There's someone and something bigger. How do we get there? Says the Ramchal, there are three thoughts, three mindfulnesses that, that's a new word, that we need to observe. Number one, the first is we have to recognize and realize wherever and whenever we are, we are standing before God. Even though we can't see Him or smell Him or feel Him or hear Him, even though the normal senses that for us become the affirmation that someone or something exists are absent when it comes to the presence of Hashem, we have to rely on a sixth sense. We have to rely on that sense of faith. We have to rely on the overwhelming evidence that there is Hashem, there is a Ribbonu Shalolam. But nevertheless, the task at hand, the necessary prerequisite to a life of year, a life of awe, is to live with a mindfulness that Hashem is ever-present, that Hashem is everywhere, wherever we are. We don't leave Him. When you're done here and you leave shul, you don't leave Him behind at the shul. He's not in the base medrash. If you're going to gym, you're going to work, you're going to carpool, you're going to the supermarket, wherever we go and whatever we do, Hashem is with us. Hashem is with us. And that is the mindfulness we're meant to have. 
He's looking over our shoulder when we're choosing what to watch on TV or what to scroll on the internet. He's next to us when we feel we're going to collapse or we'll fall down. He's lifting us up and holding us up. He's with us at parent-teacher conferences because he's the third parent in every child invested in that child's well-being. He's negotiating with us in the boardroom where he's guiding our hand in the operating room. Wherever and whatever we're doing, the Ribbon Shalom is with you, with us. Even though we can't see him, even though the normal senses that confirm for us someone something exists aren't there, nevertheless, we have to know and we have to live with that awareness always that Hashem is there. Where is he? The Kotzke Rebbe says, We normally read and translate this sentence from Kedusha. Where is the place of Hashem's glory? Says the Kotzker, When you ask, when you're on a journey of searching, of looking for Him, you found Makom Kvodo. You've created the space for Hashem to look, to search, to yearn, to want to be in His presence, to want to connect, to want to feel His love and support, to see ourselves as accountable to Him, to know that He's always there. That is Makom Kvodo. That is the place. That is the place. So a beautiful insight just this morning, the Baal Shem Tov, that we say um, a person should know we should know Hashem with all of our ways. It's a Pasuk. In all of your ways, meaning in all that you do, you're working, you're working out, you're learning, you're davening, whatever you're doing, in all of your ways, the root of the word is das, and das is intimacy. We know the Torah doesn't have a word for physical intimacy between a husband and wife. We define it as das. To biblically know one another is the greatest act of intimacy, of connection, of bond, of vulnerability. That's das. So Baal Shem said, In all that we do, we can have an intimate rendezvous with Hashem. With whatever we are doing, He is there. He's not relegated to davening. He's not relegated to learning. He's with us, he's guiding, he's supporting, he has expectations wherever, whatever we're doing. That is the hardest part of awareness of awe because our senses abandon us. The normal things we rely on to know that he's there, we can't. So we have to take that leap. We have to use that sixth sense. We have to know that he's there. But yet if we're contemplative, if we're thoughtful, Basically, if you're intelligent at all and you realize the world doesn't exist by accident, it's not just the subject of the Big Bang, we are not the result of randomness. It says, With just a little bit of thoughtfulness, just a little bit of analysis, just a little bit of mindfulness, we can know that He is there. As has been said, it takes a lot more faith to be an atheist or agnostic than it does to be a believer. To examine and consider all the evidence for God's existence to understand, to study, to look, to contemplate. In the end of the day, it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a believer. And we should realize that we, we pray before Him, we beg Him, we are grateful to Him, we are accountable to Him. He hears, He listens, He cares. He's intimately involved. He didn't just create a world and move on to His next project. He created the world and he remains intimately invested in every one of our lives simultaneously. I think of the mashal. It's a mashal. You know how many cars there are on the road that are all using ways simultaneously? So you say, how does she know? How does he know? My wife told me the other day, she was very surprised I referred to ways as a her. 
because she's heard some of the opinions I have about female drivers, so she's surprised. But anyway, ways, ways. How, how does she know how to tell me where to go? Or that I made a wrong turn and she's going to reroute me? Or where the tra- traffic is, she came up with a new way. There's thousands, millions of people using it, and yet Waze knows each one of us intimately, personally, and is guiding us and says, don't worry. If you veered off the path, I'm going to get you back on. If you're going near danger, I'm going to keep you safe. If you're going to get stuck, I want to make your life more pleasant and relieve you of that frustration and delay and pain. What do you mean? There's a million. Maybe someone invented Waze and Waze moved on. How does Waze able to tell every one of us? So, If Waze of a computer program is able to be designed to simultaneously lower millions or one day billions of people and can reroute them and direct them and guide them and support them each individually and uniquely simultaneously, then lahavdil, for the melech ma'achem lochem, for the ribona shalom to do it, it's a joke. For the ribona shalom to do it, it's nothing. So the person has to just sit and think that, that Hashem didn't create a world and move on and He doesn't only care about us globally and collectively and nationally, He's intimately knowledgeable and involved and invested in every one of our lives. And he's not involved in our lives from a distance, from afar. He's not someone we can call upon if we really need. We have to use 17 connections. Maybe we have protexia. Maybe we'll get an in. He is available and involved the way we talk to a friend. After davening, you'll stand outside in the parking lot. All the people who were in such a rush to finish davening, they had so much to do, but have a lot of time in the parking lot. So in the parking lot, when you talk to that friend, that's the way that the Ribbon Shalom, he's listening. Just talk to him. Tell him what's going on. Tell him what you have coming up today. I need your help with this, that, and the other thing. By the way, Hashem, yesterday that thing worked out. Yes, thank you so much. Came together, it worked out. I'm so grateful. But here's what's on tap today, and I really need your help, and I can't do it without you. Talk to him like he's your best friend. But don't talk to him like he's your best friend. Talk to him because he is your best friend. He's with you wherever and whenever. And you don't have to worry he's going to stab you in the back. It would be duplicitous. You don't have to worry he doesn't have your best interest in mind. You have competing, you have competing interests. The Rebona Shalom is our best friend. And he is the most reliable, the most trustworthy, and the most ever-present. Says the Ramchal. And after you establish that in your heart, after we get to that place, that healthy place, So now you think about his greatness, his vastness. Just study for a moment. Google and just read for two minutes in your car before you go on to your next activity. The cosmos. How many stars, how many universes, how many galaxies, how many whatever. And when you start to look at the millions and billions and trillions and the network and the coordination and the distance, the earth and the sun and how much there is and how much has to go right. And you realize he created, he's in charge of it all simultaneously. You go, whoa, just blows your mind. You feel so small and humble and you recognize he is so vast and he is so great. And to form, to think about all, to invoke our imagination, to invoke our imagination the best we can to recognize and to try to access to whatever modest or humble degree possible Hashem's greatness. And then what happens, we'll end with this, when you think about his vastness, his greatness, how he defies our comprehension, our explanation, he defies our, our very vocabulary and terminology. Then you recoil with humility and realize, I've been a gurnished. Relatively, I'm a nothing. I don't understand and I can't anticipate, I can't predict, I can't control, and one day I will be worm food. I am humbled by that sense of contrast by who I am. The lowliness 
that I so rely on the physical material world that I'm driven and I crave it, I'm controlled by it, and I need it, all in contrast to the great discipline of Hashem. And we realize our own failures and our own shortcomings. And we realize just how imperfect and more mortal we are. It should humble us. How can you not be humbled? How can you not be frightened? And then realize, I, I need you. With whatever success I have, with whatever achievements that maybe we've produced, but ultimately I need you. I'm a nothing without you. And that helps promote and reinforce that sense of awe, which is so necessary, a prerequisite. You want to be a chassid? You want to achieve chassidus? If you want to be pious, then you need to be, have the capacity for yira, for awe, yira saromimus. You have to make the margin and the space to think and to contemplate and then to be filled with that sense of awe, to be humbled and to crave to know him better. Pick up with us next time. Stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy. 845, Living with Amuna for Women. Tonight, 9 p.m., we'll go behind the Bima with David Lichtenstein of Headlines. And please, God, we'll continue next week.